0: hey everyone and welcome back to the talk dental to me podcast on this podcast we talk about all the dental topics you wish you knew more about what you want to hear more about and topics that will challenge your practice and help you flourish as a clinician my name is emma i'm an oral health therapist based in melbourne australia and i'm your host thank you for making episode 34 a part of your week So life update I'm coming to you from an increasingly cold Melbourne we are now into June and it is cold I'm recovering from being unwell so I've not been in clinic all week so unfortunately I've not been able to use my ergonomic loops so no update on that front my apologies however I'm also prepping for some very exciting opportunities like my first speaking opportunity at the DHAA Vic event in July I'm nervous but I'm excited and also two dental student association seminars so i'm feeling very very honored to have been asked and i just feel like these next few months are going to fly by and it'll be christmas but let me not get too ahead of myself let's focus on this great episode because we are shining a light on the unique challenges faced by the aging population when it comes to maintaining oral health And this episode was inspired by a lecture I sat in on at DentalCon, so EMS Dental's conference, last month about the level of care available to our elderly populations, especially in aged care homes. And I met our wonderful guest, Jackie, last year at the DHAA Curaprox ITOP course in Sydney. She's a very busy lady. She's a new mum, a clinical educator at the University of Sydney, the National Continuing Education Officer at the DHAA, and also the founder of Senior Dental Care, which is what we're diving into today. So join me to learn the very important role of today's dental professionals and the role we'll be taking on as we tackle the hurdles of aging health. So we know now that our population is aging And it's growing, so we discuss topics like the type of treatment Jackie provides, what's needed from dental professionals in this space, just how important oral care is for our elderly communities, and how you can start your own mobile dental business. I know this episode is going to inspire someone out there.
1: Let's get into it.
0: Hi, Jackie. Welcome to the Talk Dental To Me podcast.
1: Hello. Thank you so much for having me on board. It's very exciting.
0: I'm very excited for this episode because I was very inspired by being at DentalCon actually last month. And I sat in a lecture with Dr. Mark Witherspoon, who's doing amazing things. You're doing amazing things, which you're getting into today, but it really got me thinking about our aging population. And as we know, with Aging populations, health becomes even more important, and there's a few challenges and hurdles at the moment with care in Australia. So I think this episode's going to be really informative for the rest of our peers and hopefully inspires somebody out there. So before we begin, Jackie, I know a lot about you because you are really, really well known in our field, and I have students talk to me about you and they love you. So Are you able to please tell us a bit about yourself, where you studied, what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So thank you for having me again. I studied firstly dental hygiene back in South Australia, graduated that in 2010 at TAFE SA. So I was a dental hygienist to start with. My career in dentistry was inspired by working in administration on a reception desk in a dental surgery when I was quite young. And everything kind of flowed on from there. I started as a dental receptionist, like I said, moved up into kind of admin administration management roles. And then kind of thought I wanted to, you know, get in the clinic and get my hands dirty. Well, not too dirty, but (laughs) get my hands in mouths. And yeah, started with a dental assistant and then went to dental hygiene. And then I went on to study the Bachelor of Oral Health at Adelaide Uni as well. Yeah, I did all my studies in Adelaide, even moving to Sydney about eight years ago now. I went back to Adelaide to do my adult scope in 2018. So All my credentials are from Adelaide, which I'm really proud of. Yeah. And now I'm in Sydney doing a whole lot of other things. (laughs) You keep very, very
0: busy. And Jackie's also a new mum. She was pregnant when we first met at the Cura Prox ITOP course in Sydney. So time flies. I feel like that was just yesterday. So do I. (laughs) And so one of the amazing things that you are doing now is that you are the founder of senior dental care. So, what inspired your sort
1: of direction down this path? Yeah, well, I've always been interested in special needs dentistry. I had a little interest in that when I was at university, actually, and jumped straight out of uni and worked for the special needs department in Adelaide at the Adelaide Dental Hospital with some quite well-known specialists, Elizabeth Coates and Sharon Liberale. So, I've been very lucky to have them as some mentors in the past, but special needs has always been an area of interest of mine. Working in private practice, it didn't really tick all my boxes. I kind of wanted to get out there and help a little bit more, especially the population that, you know, can't really get to fixed surgeries, who are aging, who, you know, can't come to a general practice and get comprehensive best practice care. So the inspiration for senior dental care kind of just stemmed from that. You know, I was very aware of the market around and the population, the patient population that needed care outside the fixed surgery yeah of course just being my own boss was quite attractive I was at a stage in my career where I needed something more I was interested in doing something different so yeah both of those things I think hitting the target market and being aware of the patient population that needed the care and also being my own boss would be the inspiration behind it
0: (laughs) Mm, Incredible, incredible. And I was looking up a few statistics while researching into elderly oral health and aged care and the level of dental care provided to that population at the moment. And uh, that Australian Institute of Health and Wellness reported that 55% of Australians aged 65 and over visited a dentist in the past year. So that's based on figures from 2017 and 2018. And that means that there's a significant population of elderly individuals who don't receive regular dental care. And that's huge. I couldn't believe that statistic, but I guess that's why all the lobbying's happening, all the advocacy is happening. I see Dr. Matt Hopcraft post a lot about it. He seems to Be you know, doing a lot in that space with it. And as, you know, a dental professional, we're going to be having to really step up, I think, in the next couple of years, because our ageing population in Australia is going to increase over the next couple of decades. So, It's really fantastic, Jackie, that you're a pioneer in this space and that you're leading the way, which is incredible. So if someone's out there probably listening to this and thinking, oh, wow, this is a really big need in my area and maybe wanting to go down that road, what types of services does senior dental care offer? Is it mobile? Do patients come to
1: you? Is it a mix of both? Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, firstly, I completely agree with you. The population is growing and it's aging. So, the care that these people are going to need in the next couple of decades is going to be much more than they need now. And, you know, I'm in business now, I'm treating people now and the amount of care they need is astronomical. So, the trajectory of oral needs is through the roof essentially. And there's nothing that we can do to stop that because, as dental professionals we're treating preventively we're you know treating gold standard and doing best practice and these people who are getting older are spending money on their teeth because we know what is worth in their oral, like we know what is worth spending money on, which is like preventative care, you know, keeping their dentition. You know, we're not promoting getting teeth out just because, you know, that's going to be the best thing for them. We want them keeping their teeth for as long as we can. So, you know, keeping their teeth and going into aged care facilities or retiring and, you know, not having the disposable income that they may have had in the past, these people are going to need a lot of help. So my business is mainly mobile, all mobile actually. I have a little dental clinic in my car (laughs) that I take around. So cool. (laughs) I mainly go to aged care facilities, but I do treat people in their homes as well. And I set up my little Viva Ace, which is from NSK. I have you triple X slow speed, high speed ultrasonic scaler, as well as a little suction attached to that and can treat people in their home environment or their rooms in their facilities. So Mainly, I focus on preventative care because that's what I'm passionate about. Like I mentioned before, I do have my adult scope, but my restorative services are quite limited with senior dental care. If I choose to do restorative services, I ensure they are comprehensive and that I don't obviously cut any corners or kind of make do with that. So yeah, mainly preventative services and referrals when required. Beautiful.
0: And do you have a structured relationship with a dentist? Is that how it would work? Or you just find a clinic close to where
1: the individual was? Yeah. So I have a number of structured professional relationships with a number of dentists. I think that that is very important. Although it isn't required anymore, I was kind of trained and bred in a field that encourage that professional relationship and I think I understand the reason behind that so I feel that it's really important although I work autonomously and I have independent practice like we all do structured professional relationships with a dentist is I think of utmost importance in this field because I don't have one in the next surgery or the next room I need them to call on I need them for advice and guidance and mentorship So I do have a number of professional relationships with some dentists on board. So, yeah, I really encourage that.
0: Beautiful. Well, hopefully that gives everyone a nice sort of snippet of what you could potentially create for yourself and really make a difference to these people's lives and their families too, you know, these elderly people. Some of them, a lot of them are in pain and are really uncomfortable in their day-to-day and they don't get to enjoy the little things in life like enjoying their favourite foods because, you know, they're in so much discomfort. So, you know, really targeting these populations in the preventative focus that we have is really life-changing for these people and these communities. And just sitting in there in Dr. Mark's lecture last month, it got me thinking about the types of dentistry that I'm seeing now in 50 and 60-year-olds. You know, I'm talking all on fours, multiple implants, eight to eight veneers. And it's like, what's going to happen to the aging population and all the implants and cosmetic dentistry? Like, what are your thoughts on that moving forward.
1: Yeah I mean like I mentioned before this type of dentistry is so common now and although we're thinking and we know that a gold standard tooth replacement is an implant how is this patient going to look after the implant moving forward and where is this patient going to be Mm. in 20 years? So I think I saw something from that conference you were referring to about Tabitha recommending a consent form and an agreement or a contract in regards to having that implant placed. And, you know, it got me thinking I think that's a really good idea. I think that the patient understanding around the treatment that they're getting done needs to be a little bit more comprehensive. And they do need to think about and plan for the future because we know that with aged care facilities and people aging independently, even their oral health decreases rapidly when. You know, good oral health isn't in place, like daily oral care. So, you know, with independence reducing and you know dexterity reducing, all of those things just become so much more of a problem. They're spending a lot more money on them because they think it's the or they know it's the gold standard, and so they want the best for them now. But where are they going to be in ten or twenty years with that same treatment? So, a bit more of an understanding and a bit more education for the patients themselves, but not only those, but for aged care facilities for carers, they need to understand the importance of keeping these things healthy and the impact on general health.
0: Mm. Yeah, and going on that as well, education for us, for dental professionals as well, it's if a patient's coming in and saying, I'm going to be going into an aged care home probably in the next couple of years, it's having that sort of being on top of that and thinking, okay, what do I need to be educating my patient on now? Or maybe the patient's already got dexterity issues or for whatever reason, they're not going to be able to adequately take care of their oral health. What do you need to change in the way you're providing care to this patient to increase the longevity of these really complex treatments down the track? Because again, referring back to Tabitha at the conference, she gave an example of a patient who was telling her she doesn't understand because she's got the metal rod in her mouth and she doesn't need to worry about cleaning it. So, you know, our focus is always prevention and so it really is our duty of care to really make sure that these patients truly understand the lifelong, I guess, commitment they've made to Veneers or implants or all on fours. So, yeah, it's a really important topic I think to really remind everybody about because it's got really going to impact the way we practice I think moving
1: forward. Yeah, definitely. And you know, we do need to educate ourselves around ensuring the patient understands the commitment because you know we know the under- we know the impact and the understanding of what's happening in their mouth and you know we encourage them to come back every three months or every six months or however long their recall might be but one day they're just going to drop off the radar and you're not going to realize and one day they're just not going to come back in because they may have felt ill or they have dementia and the family is going through some some things and they need to look for more full-time care and then all of a sudden this patient is gone and you don't get a request of records from an aged care facility like, you know, maybe that's something we need to look into. Maybe it's something, you know, we need to write reports for everyone who's going into aged care facility about their dental history, what they have and what they don't have, just so the facility is aware of what's going on. I remember I was seeing a patient once in a facility and as I was walking out, a new resident was walking in. And she was walking in with her suitcases and her family and she was sitting down in the waiting area. And the registered nurse said to me, Oh, do you mind if you come in and just have a look in this patient's mouth? You can have, you can let me know what you see as a baseline recording. And I was like, yes, like this is something that should be. Yeah. This is something that should be implemented. I was thinking, you know, got my brain is going a million miles an hour. And (laughs) I had a look and she had three implants, a couple of crowns, you know, a few large amalgams and a partial lower. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like this registered nurse, if not trained in oral health may not have realized that this lady has implants. And she, this lady was quite what I thought, you know, would be quite independent in the facility, obviously needed some care, but she was going to be brushing her teeth on her own. And she was going to be looking after her and feeding herself and that sort of thing. So I thought, oh my gosh, like, thank gosh these people know about what the baseline is because if I was to come in in three months or six months' time, it might be a totally different story. So, yeah, it is. It's all about education. It's about our education, carer's education and patient education.
0: Mm, Very, very multifaceted. (laughs) And for all the dental professionals listening, and I'm sure there's someone out there thinking, Yes, like I want to help in this space. What do you think the next generation of dental professionals need to be doing or like preparing for our aging population, our increasing
1: aging population? I think there's a lot of obviously like we were talking about education that needs to be done in professional development and in undergrad undergraduate degrees, but also, you know, more so on the patient just being upfront and honest. And, you know, if we have a baby boomer or a 65 year old in the chair with a huge amalgam and they've been recommended a crown, bring it up, like bring up that this crown is going to be this much money and we want it to last this long. And this is how you're going to have to care for it. And if you can't care for it, then you need to let us know because we will need to organize someone to care for it for you. So, yeah, I think it's more about, letting the patient take on the responsibility of what's happening in their mouth and encourage the responsibility for their oral health. If they take ownership, then it's much more of an educated decision with what treatment they choose. And you know, bringing it up in the dental surgery on I refer to baby boomers because I like to refer to generations rather than age group, you know. But you know, if they're in the chair and we think, you know, what's going to happen in five or ten or twenty years time, and they might choose for a different treatment, they might choose to have that tooth extracted rather than root canal and crowned, if they know that they're going to need care in a couple of years and they don't want the infection involved that may happen. So I think it's education for the patient and for them to be able to make an educated decision and take ownership of their oral health as well as you know the carers really truly understanding the link between oral health and general health and then we're going to see some change.
0: Mm. Yeah that's fantastic Jackie and I just want to go back to speaking about education the mobile dental providers event is happening in July I'm going to be there
1: so I'll see you there Awesome. Very excited about that.
0: And for someone who hasn't heard of this conference, what do they need to know about it and
1: why should they be there? Okay, so Mobile Dental Providers Australia was created because Shida, Tahiri and myself were getting a few questions from like-minded professionals. A few DMs are slipping through and lots of emails and we thought – why are we kind of talking about this on the back end? Like we need to be talking about this open-ended, in open air to a big group and get people excited and talk about what we've been doing and how we do it. So we started a group on Facebook, which is slowly growing. I think we have over 600 members at the moment and we held our inaugural full day conference last year in Sydney, which was an amazing turnout. We had a huge trade exhibition and it's basically just teaching people and talking about mobile dental care and how you can get there. So lots of people are reaching out with roadblocks on how to do it. We all have the tools and the mind to do the treatment, but it's how to do it. You know, we're not practice managers we're not DAs we're not receptionists or cleaners or anything like that like we're all health professionals that work inside the mouth so Mobile Dental Providers Australia basically just creates a support group that educates dental professionals around how to do mobile dental care so our next conference is in July on the 8th in Melbourne which I'm very excited about and me too Yeah. So come along and talk to like-minded professionals and yeah, open up your mobile dental business.
0: Fantastic. And I love that going to these conferences, you're going to meet people who can support you. And it's going to be fantastic because there's enough space for everyone. There are so many different communities. There's, you know, different states in Australia that people are going to be coming from. There are so many aged care centres. So there is room for everybody in this space. And what better way to, to learn? You can learn in one day under one roof. So that's awesome. I'm really excited for that conference, Jackie. And Lastly, what's your advice for someone who would like to work with seniors in dental care?
1: Just do it. Like, just go out and try it. There's no rules around doing a pilot study out of your private practice. That's how I started. I went to my local aged care centre and I just said to my dentist, I want to help these people in here. And we got some consent forms signed and we spoke to some families and it all stemmed from there. So, like you mentioned, there is so much work for everybody. There's probably too much work that you know we can all we can all handle. There is so much career satisfaction, not only in the treatment and the care that you give to these people, but also in your job, like job satisfaction, career satisfaction. So I recommend just try it. Just go out there and try it. Make sure you try it safely and carefully and planned, but that's what we're here for. We can help you do that. But I highly recommend it. I do believe that the majority of people who try it will continue their journey. Mm.
0: Now, that's fantastic, Jackie. And like Jackie said, just trial. It could be as simple as meeting someone at the conference in July and saying, hey, can I come shadow you for a couple of days? And I'm in that Facebook group, and everyone there is really lovely, really respectful. So I'm sure you'll be able to find someone just to see how they're providing the treatment that. This, you know, this path that you want to go down. So that's really great, Jackie. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today. You're such an inspiration and you should be really proud of yourself and the lives you're changing and the dental professionals you're helping in our profession. So if anyone would like to reach out to you, what are your social media handles or what's the best way to reach out to you?
1: Yeah. So, well, I'm on Facebook and Instagram, Senior Dental Care. You can reach out to me via either of those, or you're more than welcome to email me. And my email is on my website, which is au.
0: Beautiful. Thank you again, Jackie. I'll see you at the conference. Thanks, Emma. Thank you for joining me on another episode of the Talk Dental To Me podcast. I hope this episode inspired you and if you found it helpful, I would love if you could leave a five-star review on your favorite podcast platform and also share it with a friend who could benefit from the valuable information in this episode. If you want to support Jackie's business, don't forget to tag her at Senior Dental Care when you share to social media. Your support really helps the podcast reach more people. Thank you so much again for being a part of this podcast community until next time take care everyone bye